Hello and welcome to We Love Books, the show where we absolutely love everything about kids' books. We love wild adventures, dark deeds, hopes, dreams, happy endings, and we really love the weird stuff too. I'm Neve, and this is episode five of We Love Books. And if you've been listening into the last few episodes, you'll know the drill by now. We've got a fantastic featured author in the house. He writes, he illustrates, he cares for many small dogs and one chicken. It's Alex T. Smith. You'll know him from lots of different books and illustrations, but maybe mostly from the Claude series. We've got another top writing tip from author extraordinaire Dave Rudden, who's with us today to talk about why characters do what they do and their reasons to risk. But first, let's hear from you. I want to know who is your favourite author? My favourite author is the author who wrote Judy Moody and it's Megan McDonald. And because her stories are very interesting. My favourite author is David Williams because he can make up lots of things and it's really adventurous. My favourite author is Rodell who wrote those short books. And they're always interesting because they always have different things. Like one book is the magic finger that they could turn things into other things. Danielle Starr, she wrote the Malawi books. And I don't know who drew the pictures because it only says Danielle Starr on the front cover, on the inside. So I'm pretty sure she did the drawing and write it. My favourite author is David Williams. He writes really funny stories. I like Liz Pynchon because she writes all the Tom Gates books and they're my favorite book. Deacon Brandon, because I love the fantasy stories. Well, my favorite author is Roddy Doyle. The reason he's my favorite author is because he writes really funny books and his humor is just so funny. Now on We Love Books, it's time for We Love Reviews. We hand the mic over to you to see what you thought of some of the fab new books that are out there. Today, Maeve, Owen and Ayla are going to look at a couple of books for us, starting with My Little Book About Trains and My Little Book About the Zoo. And these are from the My Little Village series. This is quite a different experience of reading because there are characters that pop out, little trains and all kinds of things you can play with, puzzles, wooden figures, lots of things for younger readers to get their paws into. You had a go with this playset, did you, Owen? Yeah, he played with it. And what did you think of the playset? Mm, it's nice. Why is it nice? Because there are lots of toy animals and there are lots of people that you have to stick these things in and then they stand up. What's your favourite thing about it? Uh, the toy monkey, because he's funny. I think that it was nice because it's also a jigsaw. It's not just a mat that you put out. And there are lots of toys. And you can imagine your experience working at a train station or working at a zoo. What kind of age group would you say would really enjoy this? Three to around four. And Ayla, did you play with this? Yeah. Why do you like this? Because it's so good. Why is it so good? Because I love it. Do you? And what do you love best? I better to take off my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can't put that on the radio. Well, 
I did put it on the radio and while Ayla was off having a quick costume change we heard from Maeve who read Bad Mermaids on Thin Ice for us. This book is by Shabelle Pounder and it follows the adventures of mermaids Betty, Mimi and Zelda in the kingdom of Frostopia who have come to the aid of a famous water witch when two notoriously bad mermaids escape from Viperview prison hellbent on wreaking havoc and destruction. It's the third book in the hilarious Bad Mermaids series and Maeve reckons this one's a cracker. My name is Maeve and I read Bad Mermaids on Thin Ice by Shabelle Pounder. This book was about um, two mermaids who were stealing potions off one mermaid that had a few friends and these friends were going to help the mermaid who the potions were stole off get the potions back and save the world i enjoyed this book because it was nice and fun and it had a lot of action there was um a character called zelda who pretended to be a different person so she could get in to where she had to save the world and she was funny. There was another girl called Mary who helped them get everything that they needed to save the world. Now on We Love Books, it's time to meet our featured author of the week. It's Mr. Alex T. Smith. He has written and illustrated a whole heap of books, including the Claude series. He's got a pet chicken, he loves the colour pink, and he came into studio to have a chat about his favourite memories of books as a child. We also talked about what a day looks like if you're an author and an illustrator, and about his very unusual ambition as a child. He dreamt one day of becoming a rabbit. Why not? Do you have a favourite memory of books as a child? I have lots of memories of books as a child, actually. I grew up surrounded with them, both at my house and at my grandparents' houses, and I was quite lucky as well. Uh, my parents were both head teachers, so both of their schools had libraries in. So in the summer holidays, when we'd have to go in, I had sort of two libraries just to myself. So I've got lots and lots of sort of booky memories. But I think probably my favourite one is reading The Tiger Who Came to Tea with my granddad in an armchair. That is yeah. an amazing memory and an amazing book. Yeah, yeah. my favourite. So good. <laughs> what other authors inspired you as an illustrator and as a reader? Oh, it's quite difficult, actually. Um, lots. Well, my, my grandfather was a writer. He wrote sort of articles and, and um, stories for newspapers and magazines. So he was quite inspiring to me. Well, very inspiring to me. But I loved The Tiger Who Came to Tea, Roald Dahl, obviously, Quentin Blake. And then as I got a bit older, Lauren Child... I also love the Eloise books by Kay Thompson and Hilary Knight. They're fantastic. I, I probably discovered them when I was a bit older. Maybe I was just a teenager. And um, I just loved them. They're from the 50s, very American, but they're, they're so modern and funny and pictures don't work brilliantly with the text. So they were very inspiring. And then obviously I read things like Harry Potter and um, <laughs> Agatha Christie as well when I got a bit older. Speaking of books... You have written and illustrated a phenomenal amount of books. <laughs> it's been quite a lot. It's a lot of books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you do it? 
Well, I've been doing this 13 years now and um still the the list is ridiculous. It's it's a lot. I mean, I've done I've, some of the books I've just done like the covers for, which is still quite a big job to do, but it's um it's not like illustrating a whole book, but yeah, I've I've written and illustrated quite a lot of my own books and then illustrated some books written by amazing authors. Worked with Karen McCombie, uh, Carol Hart, and I've il- illustrated for uh, even Dodie Smith. So I did 101 Dalmatians, which is great fun. Um, I think I just did it because I enjoy it. It's a really fun job to do. So, you know, you, I get to sit in my studio and use my imagination. So it's it doesn't often doesn't really feel like work. And what else do you use? Do you physically draw the characters? Yeah, so I draw everything out by hand. So I use I mainly use pencil. Sometimes I'll use a bit of chalk and a little bit of paint sometimes and then I scan it in and then I colour it on the computer or on my iPad because I'm really, really indecisive. That's one of the things is the problem. So I have to kind of dither a lot about colour and patterns and textures and things like that. I used to work, when I was at uni, I used to work with collage. So I used to cut everything out and lay it out and then I have this really irritating habit of whistling when I'm working. So I'd lay everything out and then I'd whistle and blow everything all over the place. So Are you a very good whistler? Mm, not bad, yeah. Can we, can we get an example? Oh, what should I whistle? <laughs> oh, uh, this is very difficult, you know, to be put on the spot for a oh, performance. I need, give me a tune. What should I, what should I well, can you do full tunes? I can try. Could you do a Harry Potter tune? Oh, uh... <laughs> something like that is that's it? yeah that's a very oh. very good oh, skill to have well it's really irritating <laughs> luckily I work on my own so I think I'd irritate everybody else but yeah everything's drawn by hand I can't draw on screen at all what does a day look like for you so I usually am woken up by one of my dogs punching me in the face with his little <laughs> paws he's called Mr Bongo and he's tiny and very bossy so I feed the dogs I've got a pet chicken in the garden so I feed her and then I usually do my emails in the morning and do all this sort of admin bits and then I often go out to write actually I find that I write best with a bit of noise in the background it has to be specific noise it has to be sort of cafe noise or I've just been on a plane actually today so I've just been writing on the plane so I don't do that I don't get on the plane and go writing every day but I'll go to a cafe (laughs) and I'll write there and then usually in the afternoons if I'm illustrating something that's when I'll get cracking on on that where does your inspiration come from Ooh, I think everywhere really I am inspired by the books that I read I do read a lot but I think probably most of my inspiration comes from talking to children I've got four nibblings which is my new favorite word so I've got a niece and um three nephews and that's the collective word that I've discovered nibblings is that um, a real word it's a real word is it? yeah because I've always struggled with what is it nieces and nephews yes. and that's the word nibblings, nibblings. apparently yeah wow okay <laughs> um so, and I've got godchildren as well so talking to them is quite interesting because children are brilliantly bonkers but I love movies and films and tv shows and I always think they're quite inspiring And just all around me, I'm always listening and always watching as well. So I love people watching and I love listening into funny conversations. And I I like kind of taking everything in on people that are sitting around me, sort of on the plane or on the train or in a cafe. So sort of just keeping your eyes open is a good good way of finding inspiration, I think, because it's all around you. Where did Claude come from? Well, he sort of sprung fully formed into my head, actually. Claude's going to be 10 in 2021, so he'll have been around for 10 years. Big birthday. Big birthday. And I can remember I was living in a house at the time 
that I knew I wasn't going to be stopping in long, so I was moving actually to a different part of the country. So I hadn't really unpacked, but there was a wall in the kitchen that needed a piece of artwork on it, and I don't really have any of my own artwork on the walls at home. So one night I couldn't sleep, it was really hot, it was in the summer, and I have a sketchbook by my bed, and I sat up and I thought, I'm going to draw something for that wall. And I drew a little dog sitting at a cafe, and he was wearing a beret, and he was quite fancy, and... As soon as I drew it, it was like he'd been waiting there. So I knew that he was called Claude. I knew where he lived. I knew his best friend was a sock called Sir Bobbly Sock. And it just sort of, it was like he'd been waiting for me. But sort of since then, I kind of unpicked it a bit more. And I think Claude is inspired by my own pets and what they would get up to if I didn't work from home. But also, I think Claude is a bit based on my granddad because he, he often would find himself in funny situations. And I think Sir Bobbly Sock is based a little bit on my grandma who often had to deal with him and the situations he got into. So I think that's where it all came from. It's sort of just all been muddled up in my mind waiting for that specific moment, I think. We have a huge Claude fan's dad in the house here. <laughs> Sive is an absolute uh, massive Claude fan. And she wants to know, do you have an ideas notebook? Because she has just started one. And she's wondering, what is in your notebook? Is it all words? Is it drawings? Is it sketches? What's what's in your secret notebook? Well, I always have a sketchbook with me and I always, always try to keep it. I, whenever I get a new one, I think, right, this time I'm going to keep this just for nice pictures. And it never ends up like that. It's usually got shopping lists in it. It's got doodles. When I'm on the phone, I doodle in the back of it, which don't make sense. Picked proper pictures that I've drawn, notes that I've taken, little story ideas. But I also store ideas on my phone in the notes app. And I have really weird things in there as well. Because sometimes I think I will wake up in the night and write things in there. And then I look at them in the morning and I think, what on earth have I written here? Something about cows kidnapping someone was one thing the other day. And <laughs> it's just random words as well. So I use my phone and I used to use my sketchbook as well. It's a really good idea to always have a bit of paper with you. And actually, if I don't have a piece of paper or a pencil with me, I feel a bit panicky, actually. You always wanted to be a, a writer and illustrator, did you? I did, yeah. Well, when I was four, when we started school, we had to write what we wanted to do when we grew, grew up. And I had four ideas. One was I wanted to be an astronaut because I hadn't visited the moon. My grandma was a really good baker, so I thought maybe I could do that. Um, I loved books, so I thought maybe I could write and illustrate or draw pictures, as I thought it was called then. Um, but the, what I really wanted to do is I wanted to be a rabbit. I thought that was what you could, you could do as a job. <laughs> um, and you can't, I'm afraid. So I'm doing this. But yeah, I always wanted to do it. What is it specifically about rabbits that made you want to be a rabbit? I have absolutely no idea because I've never even had a pet rabbit. We've always had dogs and cats and I don't know. I think it was the ears and the tail. And I think that they lived in a burrow and I loved dens when I was little. So I thought, well, this seems to add up brilliantly. You can live in a den, have nice long ears and a little fluffy tail. It just seemed perfect. Perfect indeed. Well, while I had Alex in my clutches here in the We Love Books headquarters with no discernible means of escape, I subjected him to a quickfire round of devastatingly difficult questions. Let's find out how he fared. Alex T. Smith. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. For your quickfire round? I am. Do you know what this entails? No. Are you nervous? I am. Good, you should be. <laughs> what is your favourite food? My favourite food, chocolate chip cookies. Favourite colour? Pink. Favourite hobby? Napping. Great hobby. <laughs> favourite moment in your writing and illustrating career? Probably the Claude TV show being made. Favourite superhero? Um. Oh, I don't know whether I have one. Um... 
But if you could invent a superhero, what power would he have? Or she have? Oh, he have? Invis- invisibility so they can eavesdrop and be nosy. Sneaky, I yeah. love it. Favourite animal? Oh, a lot, but dogs. I'd have to say dogs. Favourite kids book apart from your own? Tiger Who Came to Tea. Great book. Favourite kids movie? Oh, that's a toughie. Uh... Ah, is there a clock ticking in the background for this? I don't know. Oh, I love Paranorman, actually. That was a really good film. Favourite time of year? Autumn. Favourite cartoon character? Can I say Claude? Yes, you can say Claude. (laughs) (laughs) Your favourite artist? Oh, I really like um, Gustav Klimt, actually. It's very decorative and beautifully drawn. Your favourite subject in school? Art. And finally, do you remember what your favourite childhood toy was? Yes, I had two. Uh, one was a little pink rabbit toy that my, my brother gave me when I was born. And I had a white teddy bear called Silver. That was his name. I <laughs> don't know why, because he wasn't Silver, but yes. Now on We Love Books, it's time to check in with our in-house writer extraordinaire, Dave Rudden. Today, he's asking why our characters do the things they do. Get ready for your top writing tip. Here we go. Hi, I'm Dave Rudden, author of Knights of the Borrowed Dark. This is your two-minute tip on why characters do what they do. Start the clock. Last time, we talked about how characters need problems. We, as readers, like seeing people try and overcome obstacles. It's exciting. We don't know whether they'll succeed, maybe even survive. But this leads us to the next thing a character needs. A reason to risk. A reason to be doing what they're doing. This is called motivation, and it's hugely important. Why does Harry Potter, a kid who, in the first book, has literally known about the wizarding world for ten minutes, try and take on Voldemort? Why does Batman fight crime? Why are heroes heroes? And yes, the reason heroes are heroes is because if they weren't, the book would be eight pages long and Bruce Wayne would just be a grown man in the world's most dramatic pyjamas. But inside your story, these people are real people. And they need a reason. They need a reason for everything they do. And those reasons will help you write them. Batman dresses like a bat because he's scared of them. And he thinks he can pass on that fear. The Hulk tries to help people because he thinks it might make up for him being a monster. Katniss Everdeen volunteered for the Hunger Games to save her sister. When you give a character a reason to do something, it makes the reader like them more because what they're doing makes sense. Risking themselves makes sense because it's a reward at the end. And obviously, yes, saving the world is a reward because, you know, we live there. But if you give your character a personal, powerful reason to do something, it becomes about so much more than just saving the world. It becomes about saving themselves. It's the reason they get up off the mat one last time. The reason they head back into the fight and the reason we, as readers, want them to win. Okay, here's your challenge. A hero is facing a villain. They need to stop them. Why? Design whatever kind of hero you like, whatever kind of villain, but give me a reason why the hero needs to win. Dave out. 
Thanks, Dave. Well, has that got you all fired up and ready to write? Good, because now it's over to you. Ben Brown, who is eight years old, has written a story for us all about one of our favourite known and loved characters. This is his version of what happened when Spider-Man met Electro. Spider-Man and Electro by Ben Brown. Peter Parker was at home and then the electricity went off. Oh no, said Peter Parker, this must have been Electro. So Peter Parker turned into Spider-Man and flew into the sky and went to fight Electro. And when he got there, he saw Electro and he punched Electro and it did nothing. So Electro ran into the bank and Spider-Man followed Electro into the bank. And then the police came to get Electro and Spider-Man saved the day and the police arrested Electro and then Peter Parker went home and everyone was happy. Chapter 2 Electro escaped from jail When Peter Parker was at home and he was watching television and suddenly the news came on and the news said Electro escaped from jail we need you Spider-Man said the news so Peter Parker turned into Spider-Man and Spider-Man saw Electro waiting for him outside his door and Spider-Man's sense was tingling so Spider-Man turned into Peter Parker and Peter Parker told the police and the police came and arrested Electro and the police tagged Peter Parker. The end. That's it for today. I'm Neve McManus. This is We Love Books. You've been great and I'd like to say a huge thank you to absolutely everybody who helped make this podcast possible. To all the people at RTE Junior, to all the amazing kids who read, wrote and reviewed, to the sound lads, Brennan Stephen, and to all the big kids too. So all the adults who helped bring our kids to studios, get our kids reading, bring them to school. It's a whole lot of work to be an adult. That's it from me. Until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.